Hello, welcome to 1000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark, and welcome back to a special series of podcast episodes as I walk through the songs on my new album, which is called A Tale of Two Trees, and introduce you to the essayists who wrote chapters for the book. Uh, The book is made up of these essays that are based on these songs. Just to clarify, I released a new album and a new book. Both of them are called A Tale of Two Trees, Meditations on Faith-Keeping and Story and Song. So the book is the story part, uh, the album is the song part. Uh, The book is made out of essays that various writers wrote as responses to the songs on the album, expanding on the themes of trust, holiness in the midst of confusion, holding on during times of weariness, grief and drought, uh, learning to stay on pilgrimage together, and, 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 and more. Uh, the book, A Tale of Two Trees, is available on Amazon right now, and the album of the same name is online, wherever you stream music. And so is the first book and album in this trilogy. The first one is called Only the Lover Sings. And the last book and album combo comes out late 2024. So this week... I'd like to introduce you to my friend Jason Smith, who chose the fourth song on the album called When I Cried Out, and in response, wrote a beautifully challenging and encouraging essay called The Pit and the Power. Uh, When I Cried Out is a song inspired by Psalm 40, which opens like this. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on a rock, and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. In the sequence of songs in this trilogy of albums, this song is specifically recalling the encounter that happens on the first album, Only the Lover Sings. That album is framed around the meeting between Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4. And it's about how everything changes when we meet Jesus face to face. We discover grace instead of condemnation, uh, a light that surprises us in our darkness, a new song where our voices had gone silent with despair. This second album in the Well Trilogy is about holding on to that, holding on to the face of Jesus when it gets hard. And this song in particular is about the thorny, tangled up, slimy pits we fall back into, even after having known the light of Jesus' face. In those places, we start to feel like the hope Jesus brought was just a cruel joke. But then we cry out, and we catch a glimpse again of Jesus' face, and the look in his eyes reminds us of what is still true, what is absolutely reliable, his faithfulness to love us back to life, to be himself our salvation. Um, I don't know just how to say this, but... 
At this point in my life, I've seen too much. I've been through some really intense droughts, uh, some miserable pits. I've been tangled and choked by thorns, but I've seen too much of Jesus to give up. Uh, There are too many good things that shouldn't have happened, that have happened. There's been too much forgiveness, too much grace, too much mercy shining unshakably right in the middle of the things that have shaken me nearly to death for leaving Jesus to make any sense. Um, the song says this, says, After all that I've seen, I cannot seal my lips, even though my heart fails within me. For the Lord did not hide. No, he listened in his mercy. And his song of loving kindness still persists. And though I do not understand it, I am standing on this. So, let me introduce you to Jason Smith, who chose this song to respond to with an essay. Jason Smith serves on the board of an unexpected journal. Uh, He is a strategist for the C.S. Lewis Foundation and as the Senior Editor for Acquisitions and Development at Wooten Major Publishing. Uh, In his spare time, he works a day job as a marketing director for a medical device engineering firm where he writes about fun things like FDA regulations and embedded cybersecurity. As J. Alexander Wooten, he is the pseudonymous... That is such a hard word to say. Pseudonymous. He has a pseudonym. Uh, and his pseudonym is J. Alexander Wooten, and he's the author under that pseudonym of the much-loved uh, adult fantasy series Fayborn, uh, which is three books, and reviews every book that he reads at goodreads.com slash Mr. Wooten. Wooten is spelled W-O-O-T-T-O-N. And you can find his author website at jackwooten.com. I'm trying to remember the first time I met Jason, and I can't remember for sure. It may have been at a Rabbit Room conference called Hutchmoot, or it may have been at the C.S. Lewis Foundation's 2017 Oxbridge Conference in England. But wherever and whenever I met him, what has struck me uh, about Jason is his love for fairy tales, for good stories, his hospitality. He's had me over to his house more than once and cooked a great breakfast made a wonderful space for visiting. Uh, Also his consistent joy and good humor combined with a seriousness and depth of heart. I always love getting to hang around and just see what he's reading or writing or enjoying. So I was very glad when uh, even in the midst of his own very busy work season he agreed to choose a song from the album and write a chapter for the book. So this week I'll be reading a short excerpt from Jason Smith's essay from the book A Tale of Two Trees that he wrote in response to the song When I Cried Out. And uh, it's entitled The Power and the Pit. Weary of the burdens that come with being God's messenger, Jeremiah forcefully expressed his dissatisfaction and delight with the purpose appointed to him. He dared to ask God accusingly, Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? 
Jeremiah 15, 18. We can relate to that feeling of disappointment after encountering Jesus. We expected smooth sailing, but instead we feel dry docked. Jeremiah admits, Your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I'm called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Even though it is bearing the Lord's name and sharing the Lord's words that is causing Jeremiah so much suffering, Jeremiah is deeply conflicted about the price of his role. Woe to me, my mother, that you bore me, a man of strife and contention to the whole land. I have not lent, nor have I borrowed, yet all of them curse me, he says in verse 10. All of my troubles when they swelled into a crowd, Matthew sings. Those troubles are as much sourced in what we do right as sourced in what we do wrong. As much as Joseph actively aggravated the tensions that landed him in that first pit, we have no reason to think that he deserved his time in the second. That mixture of my failures, plus the pushback I get from following the Lord's direction, even when it's unpopular, is this tangle of confusion Matthew names. So how do we get untangled? Can we be delivered from persecution and our own failure? Matthew's lyric says yes, because, quote, You looked me in the eyes, and I found quiet that sang louder than those lies. Jeremiah meets God's gaze amidst his suffering and is reassured that they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you, for I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. Even so, Jeremiah's story doesn't have the happiest of endings. So what does deliverance mean? What does it look like? Can I, with my mortal senses, recognize, let alone delight, in every stream of deliverance that issues from the living fountain? I think the answer is no. Even Joseph had no way of knowing that his path to deliverance lay through betrayal, slavery, pits, prison. Up until the moment his brother's change of heart was laid bare in the royal court, Joseph could not see with certainty how God was working all the evil in his life into a greater and more glorious good. Joseph had to live by faith. He didn't have the bird's-eye view that we have as we read his story. If we read Hebrews 11.1 as a dictionary-style definition of faith, we could easily conclude that faith is belief maintained by personal willpower. But Hebrews 11.1 isn't a dictionary entry. And faith is no mere adoption of ideas or stubborn commitment to a creed. Faith is a living, relational reality. It's closer to learning as a toddler to walk with our eyes fixed on our Father, whose face is smiling as His arms are stretched toward us. It's closer 
to consenting after so many experiences of wounding and betrayal, to welcome the love and promises offered by a trustworthy friend. There's so much more to that essay that I love, so I hope you'll get a copy of the book so you can read the rest of Jason's chapter. Thanks so much to Jason Smith for being a part of this. And now, here is the song from A Tale of Two Trees that Jason's essay is responding to. It's called, When I Cried Out. When I cried out From the pit that I had dug His song burst Past the dead in grave And Isaiah's burning ember Came and kissed me on the mouth And I knew there was still music to be made And after all that I've seen, I cannot seal my lips Even when my heart fails within me For the Lord did not hide, He listened in His mercy And His song of loving kindness still proceeds Though I do not understand it, I am standing on this. Oh, my troubles. When they swelled into a crowd The shame of failures Too many to count Then I whispered through the tangle And you looked me in the eyes And I found quiet That sang louder than those lies And after all that I've seen I cannot seal my lips Even when my heart fails within me For the Lord did not hide Now He listened in His mercy And His song of loving kindness still persists I thought I had to climb that holy hill To twist your arm After all that I've seen, I cannot seal my lips, even when my heart fails within me. For the Lord did not hide, nor He listened in His mercy, and His song of loving kindness still persists.
Please check out Jason's young adult books, The Fayborn Trilogy, among others. You can find him online at jackwooten.com. Uh, Jack, and then Wooten is spelled W-O-O-T-T-O-N, jackwooten.com. Besides that, come back next week because I'd like to introduce you to my friend John Barnes, who wrote an essay about his own slow process of learning to see life the way Jesus sees it in an essay entitled Downside Up. But until then, hope you have a great week, and I'll see you next time on 1000 Words. Mm-hmm.